Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Max Mosier. Today we talk about the E3 video game conference that just came out. We give a complete breakdown, including the Avengers trailer and the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order video games that are coming out. We get a what's hot, what's not. We talk about our top five uh, video games from the E3 conference. And then we give a time stone segment where we talk about the first Men in Black. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Infinity Bros podcast. Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, and today with two Infinity Bros, one live in the studio, it's it's more like a downstairs bedroom, but it's a studio to me, Zane Ellis. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here in uh, the the lair. Could we call this the lair? If if you call a lair a place where in-laws and people named Mark Jones who leave their towels reside, <laughs> then yes, that is what this lair is called. You know what? I'll allow it. I'm a big fan. As am I. As am I. That was an awkward pause. Uh, our other guest today, we just mentioned his name, but this man's a dear friend, Mark Jones. Welcome, Infinity Bros Universe, to podcast number 10. We did it, Mark. We've made it to episode 10. Okay, yes, cool. Yes, we did. Oh, okay, good. And, I was going to say, are you going to comment I want, on it? I, I wanted to comment on the, the towel thing that I leave at your house. So it's, I just know I'm always welcome because I got a towel. You do. And you know, you, you always need a towel wherever you go. And I mean, just like, let's, let's kind of just uh, clean house here real quick. Where would you like us to leave said towel while I've got you on the podcast? Um, maybe just in the laundry room, just so like the next time I come, I can grab it and maybe remind me to bring it with me next time when I leave. You can leave it here. It's fine. We we know it's your towel. We're like, oh, this is our towel. It's, it's a different <laughs> color. It's it's. It it's has been unintentional nicer. the last two times. Well, I've left is it, it. unintentional? Because Sarah's had to wash her towel, and that's just getting strange at this point. Yes, it is. I would have just left if I was you two. A uh, quick question. Can I leave my towels at your house, Max? No, you cannot. You live down the road. Stop asking, you weirdo. I just, I thought this was a, we're going to bond over leaving towels at your house, and I'm really feeling left out right now. We are not two brothers. We do not share a common bond. Two brothers. No, that's not us. That's not us. Um, But Mark, stop leaving your towel at my house for real. It's getting really weird and creepy at this point, and my, my... my wife has washed the towel too. Too. I wouldn't days. say it's creepy. That's not a good word to use in you this got situation. Really defensive, real quick. I I, I don't want you to make it like, oh, Mark's the creeper leaving his towels at friend's house. Gosh, I'm just making a point that you because because you never leave your towel or Funko Pops at my house. Just remember that. No, or ever I don't. Come to my I house. don't, Mark. And for, for that, when's the last time you've been over to my well, house? I don't remember an invite. Ooh. I invited you three times when I lived at the farm. <laughs> <laughs> I invite you every day, and you only invited me three times. Who's the real Who's the real criminal here? You are still on your high high horse, one percenting Mustang of a horse. How dare you come at me? I I buy a Toyota Venza, used, might I add. They don't even make that car anymore, and all of a sudden I'm a one percenter. Well, I mean, you are what you eat. That's exactly what a one percenter would say. I literally 
this is the first time we've ever bought a car. Oh. Did you know that? This is the first time we've ever bought a car. Congratulations. So, so because of your 1% lifestyle, you just get cars given to you because you're just so rich <laughs> I wouldn't and say that's because of a 1% lifestyle. I would say because of a not 1% lifestyle that I'm giving Because cars. of your, your privilege. Uh, okay. And on that note, let's go to <laughs> oh, now, describing wait, the show. turned it dark for Max. <laughs> Welcome Move, moving to... on. Next segment. <laughs> Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. We are a pop culture podcast, and I promise you we will be on our best behavior and not leave our towels at your place. Unlike Mark, we are a uh, pop culture show. We're going to talk about things that are relevant in the world of pop culture, things that are relevant to us. And however you're listening, wherever you're listening, hey, pat yourself on the back. You rock. We love you 3000. We're glad you're here. Catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music. Uh, Podbean, and you can leave us reviews too. We have no listener feedback this week, although we did get another review, Mark. Uh, I, I mean, a, a five star, somewhere in the one to five point scale of of a rating. Mark, what guess do you think? What is your guess of what rating we got out of five? I'm stars? gonna guess. I'm gonna guess a six, maybe a five. It would be awesome if we got a six. It'd be our first one, but unfortunately, it was our first non five star. We got a four star review. Oh. Probably from Zane. Well, and the coward didn't even have the time or decency to leave a reason why. Sounds like Zane. Yeah, it probably was Yeah, Zane. definitely. That's t- totally a Zane thing to why do. Why would you give us a four? Have you listened to this podcast? Good point. That's a great, <laughs> great point. Um, but we got a lot to talk about uh, today. E3 was this weekend. Yeah. Zane, I know you were sprinting over here. or Definitely. Light jogging. Or, or maybe just... what crawling here to talk about the e3 conference you barely made it on time but more importantly for a second straight week i have to throw an apology to robbie's way i made fun of him two weeks ago and for the second week in a row mark mark is i was an hour and a half late today because i had to go buy this car you were and then also the time you had you two had to set up to record yep we had to set up we had to set up time because zane and i are divas you know how we get we have to have our microphones working perfectly. We're messing with the system. I need my Voss water. Yep. With Mark. cucumber wedges. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Been there. And uh, yeah. So you, so you get. Hang on, I got a comment on this. You get mad at me for leaving my towel at your place, but you don't get mad at Zane for making your wife cut him up cucumbers to make him cucumber water. Oh, oh his wife doesn't do it. Max does it for me. Yeah. We have an understand. Oh. We have an understanding. Oh. Yeah. I don't do a lot of that's things, out of, Mark, that's out of character for a one percent in this relationship. Everybody knows that. My real friends would know that. Okay, Mark, come on. My real friends oh, wouldn't I'm leave sorry, their towels at their house. I'm asking. sorry, I can't hear you with rotten tomatoes in your mouth. We're going to talk about rotten tomatoes today too. We've got a jam packed show. We're going to talk about E3. Uh, we're going to talk about the two probably biggest trailers, maybe two of the biggest. I don't know if they're the biggest, but two of the biggest. The things that were biggest to us. We're going to talk about the Avengers trailer, the Star Wars trailer. And then we're going to do our top five segment a little earlier in the show. We're going to do our top five video game announcements or news that we got from E3. That should be a lot of fun. I'm trying to look at that. There's Zane. We'll do some hot or snot. Uh, I'm sure Zane's got a really long list, Mark. Are you excited to hear it? For what's hot and snot? Yeah, you just know Zane Zane always I got a short one, so so Zane can have a large one. Yeah, Zane Zane likes having large ones. He does. Okay. And, uh... And then we're going to do a new segment today. We're going to do our time stone segment. People, let's be honest here. None of us went and saw Men in Black. We're recording on a Friday night. 
we have jobs. Well, Mark and I do. And wow, rude. We <laughs> we uh, we just didn't have time to go see it. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna open up the old time portal and give our review of Men in Black One, probably the best Men in Black anyway, and gonna be better than the one that's out already, probably. And we're gonna review that, and then Mark, you're gonna close the show out. You have a House of Mark uh, theory for us. Can you tell us the genre? Don't tell us the theory, oh, theory, but what it, what, it, what world it is will, it from? My theory and thought of how to expand the MCU universe. Wow, that Ooh. is what it is. And I was like, oh, perfect. I have this idea. It's you two guys, and I feel like you two are kind of like our. I don't know. I guess all of us are top Marvel guys, but whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we've I, got some DC fan. I would like in the Jared club. and Isaac here too. I mean, well, the, does anybody like being hanging out with Jared or Isaac? I mean, I don't know if I anybody like likes hanging out with Jared or Isaac. I don't know if I've never hung out with Jared, so I can't. I can't comment on that. I know. That's what I'm saying. For all I know, Jared could be one of you guys pretending to be be Jared. Well, it very well could be because, like, have you met Jared in person? I mean. I haven't seen Jarrett and Bat- Batman in the same room. Exactly. Jarrett did tell me that we did go to college at the same time, but I do not remember him. <laughs> you definitely went to college at the same time, Mark. You need to open your eyes and stop being such a sheep. Apparently, he was our class president when he I was there. He definitely was our whatever. class president when we were there. <laughs> you are a nightmare. And you've taken about seven sips of that water bottle. We're about five minutes into this show right now. What's going on? Dude, I got the sorest throat, probably from post-nasal... Dr- drip so if i sound more raspy like you know a johnny cash or a tom waits you're welcome i've never heard of her uh but i digress let's talk about the avengers e3 trailer guys i think out of all of us in our friend group i think it's safe to say this was the trailer our group was most interested of looking at um that came out this week uh and this trailer, we got a lot to break down. I'm pulling up the trailer as we speak so Zane and I can kind of watch it and remember a little bit. But I'd love to hear your thoughts first, Mark, um, on this trailer. Actually, let me pause real quick. No. Oh. Let me pause oh, okay. real quick. I totally forgot this, Mark. This may be your first time listening to our show, and you may want to get familiar with our rating system. We have a specific rating system that we do here on the Infinity Bros podcast. So if this is your first time, we're going to put the bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast. Everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an Infinity Snap. Alright, cool. So, uh, Mark, I'd love to hear your thoughts and your rating on what this trailer was like for you. Oh my gosh. As a Marvel and PS4 fan. It not only rocked my socks off like Gaga, it also made me feel into my jellies i've never been i just say I've never been more excited for the game because the other game that we're going to talk about also excites me but just this like have we had a, a like a action-packed uh you know balls to the wall type of superhero video game in the last five years i mean i can't think of one off the top of my head. i mean you can count batman but it's just you know that's just one character we're getting now p- potentially a whole universe and that just excites me and just kind of it knowing Marvel, they're probably going to give us a great story behind it too. It's not just going to be a video game. It's going to be a story and a good one. Yeah. It really does have shades of that Spider-Man world that we just kind of got out of playing. Right. Of, I don't know that, if there's been any New York. confirmation, but did they have some people said that 
it's going to be connected to that Spider-Man universe. Gosh, it, and then on it top would make of that, sense, wouldn't it? It would. And I feel like the only negative thing I've seen, which I don't count it as a negative, is like some people say like, well, they don't look the like the MCU Avengers. It's like, well, what are you that's, ta- that's, what? that's not what they're supposed to be. I'm like, that's what my thought is. It's like, how can you complain about that? That's these are two separate things. I, we'll talk about let's get back to that in a sec. I want to hear Zane's thoughts first, and then I'll share mine. Zane, what are your initial thoughts of this trailer? Mark, what was your rating? Can we get your rating towards the end? Oh, of the yeah, episode? I would give this trailer a six. Yeah, six out of six. Zane, tell us your thoughts. We're watching it right now. Zane and I are like ooh and an on. We might trail off. Right, right. No, <laughs> no, I'm I'm very excited for this game. Like I remember like first seeing the trailer when it dropped at E3, and there's a lot that I like just watching it. Ooh, Taskmaster. I know Taskmaster uh, being it's gonna be sweet. But I think, um, well, not only just the trailer, but since it was a huge feature for them, like they had a bunch, kept bringing a bunch of people out and talking about the game itself, and that's what they were billing it out. Like they want to create a bit of a universe for it. They very want, they very much want this to be a story story driven uh, game, and so that's what a huge focus is. And yeah, I understand people complaining about the look, but you got to understand this game doesn't come out for another year yet. There's still a lot that they can work on and fix, but I'm not as worried about things like that as long as they tell a good story, which I feel like is something they're really going to focus on for this game. Zane, what's your rating? Oh, I'd six, six for sure. Like, I just don't know how you could go much lower. Definitely not lower than a five, just of how much is being put into this and the fact that it's square enix like they make great games yeah i gotta give this trailer a six i think for me and again i don't listen to the critics as much on video games if i like it i'm gonna play it it's just the reality of it i don't really think about reviews or anything in regards to video games maybe that's a good or a bad thing i'm not 100 percent sure so i guess my question to you guys before i get into my rating is what are they saying about the way it looks like what what's the what's the problem with the look I just think people want, you know, Black Widow to look like Scarlett Johansson, Captain America to look like Chris Evans. Okay. And the rest of the I think that's what they mean. Or what I've read, that's that is actually what they what they mean. Where it's like I don't I don't need that. No, no, we're looking at the shot at 45 seconds right now of all five of the Avengers standing together. Um and I mean, I have kind of the opposite reaction. I was a little surprised that they do look like them. Like, I, I look at them and I'm like, holy cow, they really do look like the MCU version of the Avengers. And, I, I mean, I, I I was floored by that. That was the part I couldn't believe. And maybe just the look is so universal that, like, when I see it on a video game, my immediate response to that is, okay, I'm going straight to um, the movies. But it, it really looks like Avengers 1 or Age of Ultron to me. I feel like th- none of them look like... Like, when you really get a good look at all the video game characters, I don't think any of them look like their actor counterpart in the MCU. They, they kind which of... I, look- which, I, which I'm fine with. I'm okay with that. My, like, it doesn't matter to me. Give me this video game. It kind of looks like in uh, <laughs> Ocean's 13, the scene where where uh, uh, the the brothers mess with uh, the way everybody looks on the computer as, as they're making Al Pacino talk to Don Cheadle. In that really crappy biker accent, it's so f- it's a great scene, but it's like it looks like the initial part where they like drag their face down a little bit, and that's it. They just mess with it like a little bit. Like I, I just I don't know. I have the opposite reaction. I look at this and I'm like, man, they look really similar to the movies, 
except that Thor actually looks like Thor in this one, unlike Endgame. Zane, what uh, what are your thoughts? You were about to say something. No, I like personally. I prefer it when a game does this of um, taking away from the movies and just giving us a new look. Like I know we got that with the Spider-Man game. Like I don't necessarily like to cross because um, I-, I want that game universe to be its own universe. I want that Captain America of that universe to be that Captain America. I want the Iron Man of that universe to be that Iron Man. Like, there's enough of a separation. Like, personally, I even don't like it when, or like it that much when, um, like, even for the comics, when they draw, you know, Captain America to look like Chris Evans. Like, no, I want Chris Evans to stay as our, you know, the only the The only character that should be drawn the same as what we see on screen is Nick Fury as Samuel Jackson. No way. It should be Or it Samuel should be Jackson Stark. as Nick <gasps> No, it, it, Tony Stark should look like Robert Downey Jr. for the rest of time. Nick Fury could change. It doesn't matter. Nick Fury is not that important of a character. Samuel L. Jackson made it iconic from 2008. Great, but it, it's Downey Jr. is the character now. Did you just say Nick Fury is not an important character? No, no, no. I'm just saying he, he is not nearly this as podcast iconic is as done. these other ones. <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. I, I don't agree. I, I think... I don't know. I, I, think, I think the Avengers cast looks really good in this. Um... And I'm really excited about it. What do you guys think of the trailer itself with the story and the reveal of Captain America dying, according uh, supposedly? That's what made me more excited about it. It's like, oh, wow, they're really putting a you're, – you're telling us that there's going to be a good story behind this. And probably we're going to find out that either Captain America really is dead or he's alive. So it's like we get to figure that out through really? the story. Really? What else would he be, Mark, aside from those two things? <laughs> um, Nowhere. A scroll. Hmm. Not existing. Hmm. That's an in-depth analysis there, Mark. Glad we in got a you different, on the show. In a different universe. <laughs> Zane, what do you think of the story? Um, I, will, I mean, obviously, we just have this outside look on it from the trailer, but from what I've seen, like, I'm excited for it. Like, yeah, you're going to show right away, hey, we're, we have no problem with Cap dying, and yeah, I don't know where they're going to go from that, but, like, they're going to take chances. It's going to be something very story-driven, I think, that they're going to want to be impactful for people playing it, and I think that's what they're going to go for. Do you think that Ant-Man's going to be in this? Because I know that they've talked about, um, they've talked about how the fact that that this is like the original Avengers, and they've shown a Pym Tech clip where Hank Pym is actually shrinking like this big robot. Do we think Ant-Man's going to be have a presence in this, Ant-Man and Wasp, or are we just going to stick with kind of the MCU version of Avengers? Okay, I was gonna say if it's an original Avengers, isn't Wolverine in the original Avengers? No. No. Oh, okay. No, I would agree with that. Like, I think you're gonna see Ant Man, and you're gonna maybe not fully in it, but you're definitely gonna get nods. Yeah. To the original characters. Maybe in he's it. like, maybe he's kind of who they get their tech from, and right. He's the right. save point guy, and, and all I mean, that just jazz and... just straight from the trailer, like we already have Taskmaster, and like yeah. Taskmaster's not in the MCU, right? And I feel like that's more of what they're trying to do with this trailer. Of that's the only glimpse of a villain we got is Taskmaster. And just knowing him, like, he's not your big bad. So it's exciting to me, like, who is going to be the big bad? Mm-hmm. Like, who else are they going to, who are you going to be fighting in this? To me, that it really intrigues me because you're like, we're only going to show you one villain. You got all these heroes, but we're only going to give you a small taste of the villain. And so that's why I think this game's going to be very, you know, story driven about who you're fighting. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, that it'll it'll be interesting. Um, the the other thing we get in this trailer that I I thought was really incredible is that you play as all the different characters. I know the rumors going into the game that I was hearing on Twitter and reading on um, Reddit and different forums was that this would be a create your own character kind of thing and you'd get your opportunities to play as these characters, but really you played as this individual character, very similar to Jedi Fallen Order, which is what we'll talk about next. Are you glad? Are you mad that, that they went with this way, especially with Marvel Ultimate Alliance coming out from the Nintendo Switch this summer? Uh, where do you sit on that, Mark? Um, I guess for me, it wouldn't matter if I made a character for this Marvel game because you got s- so many characters in the Marvel Universe. Like, let me pick from 10. Maybe like, oh, you can be Beast or you can be Quicksilver or you can be Moon Knight. Give me that. I'd rather than make my own character. I, I feel like that's like, that's my opinion on that. Versus like the the Fallen Order game for Star Wars, yeah, I want to create my own Jedi. That's what I want. Right. Yeah. No. I. To a sense, yeah, I guess I can agree on that. Um, I like in a game like this where you're trying to build up a narrative and create a good story. I feel like um, create a character in that aspect kind of takes away from that a little bit. Like the story is about the Avengers and you're playing as the Avengers. Like, I want to know how the story goes with them. It's like, you wouldn't make a Spider-Man game and then make your own character for that Spider-Man. Like, like it just wouldn't have made sense. Like the way this is being billed, it needs to be, you're playing as these characters, finding out this character's story, not necessarily, Oh, I'm going to make my own and interject it into this world. Yeah, I I agree. I I think, I'll say it. I was excited when I saw this. I was excited that I get to play as Iron Man. I was excited that I get to play as Hulk and Thor and Captain America in what looks like to me the first Avengers movie. This looks like a continuation from the first Avengers movie for me. Like it kind of gets rid of everything past it. All the other individual movies, it just says, hey, we're sticking together. We're not really going to separate into our own films after this. And so I like that vibe. It reminds me almost of an Elsewhere story, very similar to Spider-Man. I hope they connect Spider-Man. That's a total side. Oh, for note. sure. I really hope they connect Spider-Man, but Square Enix is one thing. It, what is who, who developed Spider-Man? Is it Ubisoft? No, it was uh, Insomniac. Oh, Insomniac. Yeah. So I mean, like, I I just don't see that happening. Probably. I think Marvel wants to do that, but I just don't see it. I, I don't know. The the companies are too different, and they're not going to want to help each other out, don't you think? Right. Well, it'd be a cool thing, but yeah, I don't know how all that works as far as like studios and like how they're gonna you know branch characters or whatever but you know i already know insomniac wants to take that spider-man and create like a trilogy of games and create its own universe which (laughs) excuse me i'm fine with that if you're not going to bring spider-man into the the this avengers universe like i'm fine with keeping universes separate i'm just more i just want good stories that I can get behind and fall in love with. Yeah, I I mean that that's what everybody wants in Marvel and so Marvel's doing crushing it in everything they do. Mark, any last second thoughts before we move on to Star Wars? Can't wait to purchase the game. I think I'm not one to really pre order a game anymore or get too excited for a new game and this this is uh hit me right in the jellies. It is supposed to come out on May of twenty twenty, so we still got a whole another year. 
Is this another one of those games that Isaac comes on the show? Because you just said this, Mark, but Isaac Isaac said at least twice now. I don't I don't uh, pre-order games often, but I think I'm gonna pre-order this game. So is this a, just another game that Isaac says that he's not gonna pre-order, but he's he's definitely gonna pre-order. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a Marvel video game with the potential of there being Spider-Man. So yeah, he's gonna pre-order it. And if we get back on the show, one more thing: if Robbie talks about this, when does how long does it take for him to reference the Batman Arkham Knight series? Literally, he already the, referenced it. Yeah, literally he in the first in the five ether minutes right now, and he's referenced it. You think so? You think he's thought about it as he's listening to the show? He probably has. Yes. Like, as he's listening to right now, or prior to this, he's like, after my statement about last five years being doing it, he's like, oh, there's been Batman Arkham Knight. And he's, you know, has his hands all the way up to his, his elbows and yeah and shoulders. Now he's, like, looking around, and he's, like, wondering if we're, like, actually recording live talking in his speakers of wherever he's listening. We're really not. We've just been talking about this on Friday night. They bugged my house. Where are they? Um, let's move on to the Star Wars Je- Jedi Fallen Order trailer. This trailer is very interesting. Zane and I are watching the gameplay demo right now across our screen. Uh, but it shows, uh, obviously, this kind of time between uh, Episode 3 and uh, the... Uh, um, blanking on the name now. Uh, Rogue One. In Rogue One. Uh, showing with Rogue One characters. And uh, we have a new character that we are playing as who's a Jedi, has a really cute uh, little droid. And guys, what are your thoughts on this trailer? Mark, we will start with you. Um, I'm I'm ready to give them $100 for this game. I'll Dang. probably get the gold edition, deluxe, all the bells and whistles, all the DLC. Give me... A Star Wars game. Do you think they're going to learn their lesson from the previous Star Wars games where they tried to nickel and dime us after paying 60 bucks? Well, I didn't learn my lesson the last two times, so <laughs> why would I learn now? <laughs> Shame on me three times in a row. <laughs> Shame on me for spending $200. Like I said, those EA games for, for Battlefront is what's maybe like, ah, I'm done pre-ordering games. But, I mean, seeing another Star Wars game, I'm like, all right, I could, I'll risk it, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really interesting, and it... it I just I that'll be a very fascinating story for sure that's going to get brought up. Mark, what's your rating of this trailer? It's another six for me. If I could give it Dude, seven, wow. if I can go into the other multiverse and collect the other six stones, I might give it a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like one of the higher sixes you've given, actually. If I was the Reed Richards of our podcast, I would get all the Reed Richards who have the Infinity Gauntlet, kill them, take their Infinity Stones, and give all the stones to the Star Wars game. Okay, you've made your point. Zane, on to you. Uh, yeah, no, like, this actually really makes me excited for, you know, a Star Wars game to come out. Like, I remember playing a lot of uh, The Force Unleashed, and those games were incredibly fun. And, you know, everyone, you know, knows what EA has done and can hate on EA, but they can make a good single-player game. And I think as long as that's the focus, which is what this game will be, um, I think it can definitely exceed people's expectations. And yeah, you just watch the gameplay of this. Like this game looks gorgeous and like it's been so long. Like I want to be that Jedi. I want the lightsaber in my hand. I want to be just, you know, just crushing through, you yeah. know, launching droids at people. Like I want that. Like yeah. that's what I want from a Star Wars game. And so for me, like... Like, I, I, I got to give this trailer a six as well. Like, I'm very much with Mark. Like, I would very be willing to spend money on any type of 
collector's edition for this game just because it it's going to be another story-driven and you just get to be that Jedi. Like, I mean, just, like, look at this. As we're watching this trailer, like... You're going to have to describe like, it, Zane. The audience doesn't so, see <laughs> So as you're, you know, fighting this, what is that, like an Imperial Dark Trooper here with his, what is that, Storm Staff, and like, like, this is what I want. Like, Battlefield, yeah, okay, it's multiplayer or whatever, but... I want to be the Jedi. Yeah, and the Jedi's using want, the Force and yeah. there's different Force abilities. He's pulling, he's pushing, he's sending items his way. Like I, I want that. He's throwing the. It's kind of like you know, in the in the. For, Will it, it be like Fable? Like if you ever played like Fable Two, kind of like that, where you can kind of build up your own Force presets and kind of expand. Like, hey, if I want to use my for, if I want to build up my Force light, or kind of basically like Force Unleashed, right? Like you could right, build up your Force right. lightning and other stuff. So like. Well, it's like yeah. Star Wars. Ba- it's like the new Star Wars Battlefront when you'd be able to unlock the Jedi, right? Right, exactly. You'd unlock them, and then you'd get like three really awesome moves that would kill everybody you touch. Well, you get to keep using those moves throughout the game. That that was the best part of the Battlefronts when you could just unlock your the hero, and yeah. you could just come in there as Yoda or whatever, <laughs> Yoda and just could start just, destroy. Just throw, right, he'd throw his lightsaber, and anyone that just touched it would die. Right, <laughs> it was like kind of too OP. By almost. far the coolest parts of Battlefront and now yeah. it's like oh yeah you're gonna get that except that's gonna be the entire game yeah Sign and he's like sne- right now we're looking he's sneaking through walls with his droid his droid looks really crisp too I like the way I the like droid- the design yeah I like the design how it walks on two legs kind of like the ATATs. I really like that ATST yeah but yeah whatever ATAT is four tomorrow. legs yeah but he walks like he takes the same style of steps is what I was saying yes he doesn't look like the ATATs. I'm sorry is, if is Joey's Jedi- listening he's freaking out go ahead Mark <laughs> yeah if the is the Jedi character we're playing set, or do we not get the creator own Jedi? So that's hold on. Let me talk here. So Dominic I, Monahan, I'm letting you talk. I'm sorry, not Cameron <laughs> Monahan, is going to be playing this character. Zane, do we know the name of the character? I know it's it's the, the uh, not off the top yeah, of my head. Either, but it's been said. Yeah, it's been said. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, here we go. I got the name. The name is Cal Kestis. Yep, Cal Kestis. And he's a Jedi pad one. But uh, Cameron Monaghan, who people will know him from the Gotham series, who's been playing the Joker in that, uh, gets this kind of first leading man role. And just like, uh, oh, what's the Keanu Reeves game that, that they announced? Cyberpunk 2077. Just like, just like Cyberpunk 2077, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, another famous person getting their kind of own avatar for their game very much looks like this character but guys i'll be honest with you cameron monahan does not look like a good guy in my opinion zane what do you think yeah that's definitely what some people have said is kind of detracted from this the fact that they decided to go with cameron monahan for this um i don't know i guess i i don't hate it but i don't love it either like i understand you just you know someone to model it after and you know just for making the game um, and it has some drag power. Like, yeah, you're going to bring people from Gotham and the people that loved him from Shameless and whatnot. How many people from Gotham do they have? <clears throat> Robbie. That's not a... <laughs> Hang on. Are we are we judging based off like, oh, this Padawan Jedi doesn't look good enough to no, you guys? No, seriously. I, I re- like he's not hot enough? Like, no, you want, no, no, like, no, 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 no. You want like Ryan Reynolds like shirtless as a Jedi running around? Like that's what you need? Yes, Is please. that the question can we're I, asking here? Can I talk? Um, no, I think I'm not, I'm letting you <laughs> No, I think what I'm saying is, is I would typecast Cameron Monaghan as a villain. He played a villain in Gotham. He plays the Joker. He played a villain in the movie Detroit. 
Um, he's just kind of he has a face in a in a typecast for villains. It's exactly he doesn't it, look like a yeah, hero. Yeah, it's it's not it's not that he it's not the attraction or anything like that. Like, and nor is it like how he looks as as even a person is is race or ethnicity. It's just he just has always been typecasted as villain, and he does a great job in that. He was originally cast to play it, and it just didn't work out. I, I just for me that 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 character doesn't seem like a good fit, Mark. Well, maybe maybe the person we're playing as in this video game turns out to be a bad guy. Uh, well, maybe your opinion's wrong. <laughs> oh, maybe they are, and maybe you know, for all we know, towards the end of this game, maybe he does become a bad guy. Ooh, like, that actually don't would be kind of cool. That actually would be really sweet. Like, get that tie-in. You know, maybe you know he struggles. See that struggle come onto the the game you're playing between the dark side, the light side. And what if it gives you the option? Like what if, you know, yeah, what if it is order, like Fable Mark, right? You can, or go, even like Dante's Inferno. If you've played that ooh, game, where heck you get yeah. to choose yeah. right. being bad or good. Exactly. Like, right now we're watching him fight these kind of spider things. And I, I, I am hating every second of these. Scary, little f- scary for you. I wouldn't Max? say scary. These are just gross. <laughs> like it reminds me of what's the spider's name in Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, I, oh my gosh! It has like hair coming out of its back. Yeah, yuck. That's what it looks like, though. But yeah, man, it's so gross. Um, no, I'm gonna give this trailer a six out of six as well. This this will get an infinity snap of a trailer for us. Um, yeah. In regards to like E3, I thought was one of the better video game conferences I've seen in a long time this year. And and so we're gonna talk about a top five list in a bit. I'm actually not going to put Star Wars on my top five list, spoiler alert, but I still give it a six because it gets me excited for a game that I didn't care about going into it. Um, I think Cameron Monaghan is like the only gripe I have, and, and I think, Mark, you have a fair point. Is it based off the way he looks? Because that's not really a fair criticism. So I think I'm I'm willing, I'm cautiously optimistic, but the trailer itself is a six out of six. Watch it. Watching this gameplay, I am ecstatic. I'm through the moon. This is what I wanted in Star Wars Battlefront after the first time. And that's kind of where we really, we were really drilling Star Wars Battlefront the first time we got it. Remember, Zane? I mean, Mm -hmm. we loved playing that game together. We played a lot of hours on that game. So I think just, we really want it. I think think this is what Star Wars fans want. They want to play as Jedi. Good or bad, I don't know if that, that that part I don't really think people care about. They, They like the Sith. It's kind of a cool villain to like, but... Yeah, this game looks really great to me, and oh, that was sweet. Okay, <laughs> right. so he just stopped the bullet, uh, the the the, the uh, laser, the laser. Excuse me, a laser mid midway mark, and then he pulled, he force pulled the guy that shot it, and then put him right in the way of it, kind of like Quicksilver in Days of Future Very Past. Cool. Looked really sweet. Um, any last comments on this marker, Zane? Before we move on, I got none. I'm excited. Yeah, I just I'm excited for this game as well. Like, this movie's about this. This game's about to make a lot uh, of money. Off the, what was the release date on this? Oh, uh, I'll look the release blanking. date. Yep, you're good. You're good. The release date will be November, November. 15th of okay. 2019. So Black Friday's coming up, guys. Heck yeah. When Black Friday comes up, wait a couple extra weeks. Go get this game because you know the sale for it is going to be through the roof. And uh, or, or Father's Day is coming up this weekend. And uh, maybe you want to pre-order a game for somebody. Maybe you want to pre-order a game for that special someone or for that dad or I don't know. Do that, okay? Do that. Are you going to put this in your list to have Tim pre-order this for you? Tim is too busy out doing important things, <laughs> like learning Latin, to be buying me Father's My Day man. Gifts. So the gift, I've already received my Father's Day gift, and that's having an amazing son. So 
suck it, Isaac and Robbie, when you ask for stuff, you guys look like losers. <laughs> and Jared, I suppose. But J- Jared will be getting James a Father's Day gift <laughs> this year, so so we don't have to worry about we don't have to worry about that. James, I hope you're having a great Father's Day. Um, I also forgot to give my ranking of the Avengers game. I also give that a six out of six. So two Infinity snaps. That's actually pretty unusual for us to give two Infinity snaps. I think. But a really great segment. So, hey, uh, you guys ready for some top five? Uh, you you know it. Let's do the let's do a top five. The we're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List starts now. Well, the top five is what we do every week. It's a segment we like to do. We like to rank things. Uh, maybe something that's going on in the week something that's going on in our lives, or maybe just a debate that people have, like a Mount Rushmore. And uh, so we got into, for this one, we're going to talk about the top five E3 games announcements or moments that happened this weekend. Um, They can be based on whatever we think. We'll have kind of a discussion. That way we don't have to worry about all the news surrounding it. There's just so much we can't sift through all of it. Um, But talk about the things that hit us the most and uh, go from there. So, Mark, we'll start with you, man. Um. Well, not to go against the top five, but I thought it was top five video games that are coming out soon, upcoming video games. It, it is top five video games that were announced at E3. At E3. Right, well, then... That's what we're talking about. Yeah, E3. Well, I mean, chances are it was it announced was, at E3 Mark, if it's upcoming. Gotcha. Mark, if it's, I just, Mark, if it's upcoming... Mark, you know what? Right. We'll, we'll allow it. it. We'll allow it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We're going to allow it because you have had a hard day. <laughs> yes. I have had a very hard day. I work so hard behind a cubicle slowly falling into madness and here's my top five video games i'm excited for my number five the lego star wars the skywalker saga i'm excited for that i'm a big lego star wars fan and any lego video game i've always been fond of um i might get great for this one my number four is call of duty modern warfare i know it's a nostalgia kick that they're doing but if you're gonna bring me back to the old days and not futuristic weapons like what really threw me off in ghost and advanced warfare for call of duty then i'm all in uh my number three i would put cyberpunk 2070 or 2077 have no idea uh what this game was saw the trailer for it saw keanu reeves i'm like hmm must have an iconic cast in it so i gotta i gotta play it Uh, my number two would be the marvel's avengers game and then my number one Star Wars Fallen Order. Dude, you are and that is my you are jazzed for Star Wars. Total jazzed. Dude, I, I did not I did not know you were this excited about Star Wars. I kind of thought that was Isaac that was the big Star Wars guy in our group. I am low I shouldn't say low key. I've always loved Star Wars. I'm just not out and proud like Isaac and Joey. Right. Okay. Cool. That's awesome, dude. Really excited about that. I'm I'm ecstatic. you're getting me more excited talking to you about it. Zane, let's hear your top five. All right. Um, all right. I gotta think of this backwards now. All right. So for me, number five is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, I mean, I have some. Oh, I did, forgot about that. I. I mean, I have holy a crap. Couple I forgot issues, about that. But you watch the trailer on that, and you're just like, oh my goodness. Like, it looks cloud looks so right? good in that trailer. And so much of that, you're just like, you know, so many people grew up on that, and I know Jared's gonna be geeking out about it. Um, if but James I'm, lets him. Yeah. If, if James, James lets him. If James lets him. But, no, I'm very excited about that game. But, like I said, I got one major gripe with it, but it looks very good. Um, let's see. How do I go backwards from here? Number four for me 
is going to have to be, ouch. Um, You're doing great, Gabe. Keep it up. <laughs> I, I got so excited and I did my list from one to five, and now I'm trying to remember what it is from five to one, and I'm I'm drawing blanks here. Um, but uh, ouch. Number four, I'm gonna just have to give it to. Uh, I'm blanking on the name. You're doing great. Until <laughs> until dawn two. Um, I don't know if much other people played until dawn um it's way too scary for you max um i know but it's you'd be spooked you would be very spooked I uh, know. <laughs> uh number three i'm gonna go the avengers game uh number two is halo infinite and then my number one game is cyberpunk 2077 I've been waiting for that game for so long. So I'm going to talk about a moment from that in a bit, just because I kind of went with moments too. You okay? Yeah. yeah. Need some regroup? Yeah. Okay, good. We're, just, we're all up in each other's grill right is Zade, is Zade crying because of how excited he was? He's just so for- excited about Keanu Reeves. And and to be honest, I don't know if I can blame you. Keanu Reeves is pretty phenomenal. And he's pretty iconic. He Very is iconic. iconic. That's a great point. He's like Ren and Stimpy. Um, so my E3 top five... <laughs> Um, is this? Uh, I I actually have one moment. The other ones are just like game stuff, but it, it has to do with the game. But I felt like this was a moment from E3 that had to be a. So I'm gonna actually give number my honorable mention to Final Fantasy VII. That I totally forgot about that when I was putting this list together. I cannot believe I forgot about it. it actually, over my number five, it might be better. Um, but I'm just gonna keep my list the same for the sake of the preparation I put in. The Halo trailer. Now, I want to talk about this Halo trailer at number five real quick. I did not play Halo as religiously as I think other millennials did back in the day. But what I will say is Halo was the game that when I went to someone's house, we played Halo. Everyone knew how to play Halo. And that trailer for Halo put a story together in in what was, what, two and a half minutes, two minutes, that... I felt drawn to it. I felt emotional. I felt like I was going... It, it, it had the same feeling for me as when I saw the first Star Wars trailer. And maybe that's a fallacy to some people. And it's like, you're like, wow, that's only at number five on your list. Wow, it must have been a really great time. But I, I, just, I thought the Halo trailer was really great. I'm not going to go buy an Xbox and play Halo. But what I am going to do is if somebody else has it, you better believe I'm going over to watch them play it for a little bit. And I cannot wait to hear and probably maybe just go on YouTube and watch this story unfold. I, I can't wait you, to have somebody come and watch it. Are you going to make that a promise if someone who owns an Xbox and buys Halo that you'll come to their house? Well, as long as I can leave my towel there. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. All right. Um, number four, Keanu Reeves revealing himself. Uh, this this like blew up the internet, guys. Do you see this? This like oh, blew did. up the internet. It became the internet. Zane, you... <laughs> <laughs> Zane, you don't you don't have Twitter, but dude, I mean, the gif of Keanu Reeves like awkwardly pointing at the screen was so hilarious. It was so awesome. And so I was just like, that to me was better than Halo because it was probably the moment of E3, to be honest. Right. I think that was the moment of E3. And so I was like, I gotta put that on my list. I think to interject this here quick, my favorite part of that of 
the CD Project Red, the people making Cyberpunk 2077, the guy that yelled at Keanu, you're breathtaking, they're sending him a free copy of the game. That's one of my favorite stories from E3 of this year. That's amazing. It just makes you wish you could go tell Keanu he's breathtaking to right. Mark. I send him DMs all the time that he's breathtaking. <laughs> I, I don't get no free video game. And this is going to be Mark's last time on our show probably. Um, Number three is Pokemon Sword and Shield. I've been geeking about this game. Um, To get the reveal that you can kind of make your, your Pokemon – uh, gigantic size is really sweet obviously i have a switch i've talked about it on this show a couple times Um, really looking forward to this game um yeah i, I can't wait to play this game i i, I loved pokemon go uh, i'm sorry pokemon eevee and uh pokemon i choose you i believe i had the pikachu edition and i i just cruised through that game and yes the criticism of that game has been it's easier um, but I, I wanted it. It felt like nostalgia. It felt like back when I was a kid playing Pokemon Red. And I, I just thoroughly loved that game. And uh, I, I cannot wait for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm ready to get back into that world. Um, number two is Ultimate Alliance, the Black Order trailer. They actually gave us gameplay footage. And they gave us the title screen of like characters you can use. Zane, Ghost Rider got an intro into the trailer, man. Oh, yeah. He looked great, brother. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Get on my team right now. Yeah, come on. Electra. Ugh. I was just so excited. It's, it's, it was a great trailer. And I still feel like there's more characters to add. It's already a huge cast. I'll What I'll do is I'll put a screenshot, a link to the screenshot of uh, the title screen. It's got like 30-some characters. I sent it to you guys in, in, a, in our group chat. And I'm telling you what, they're probably holding back 20 more people, right? They got to be. At, oh, at least. They got to be. I mean, the DLCs on that are going to be phenomenal. Um, I'll give an honorable mention too to Super Smash Brothers. Banjo Kazooie got in. I didn't put that on my list, but I wanted to make sure I talked about that. Sorry, I'm bumping my thing here. And uh, finally, we talked about it, but the Avengers trailer. This trailer hit exactly what I wanted it to hit, and I'm really surprised that they pulled it off. I, I cannot believe that it 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 was as good as I thought it was going to be. I remember when we got that other trailer with like the shot of the glasses and the the arc reactor suit and all that jazz. And I was uh, part of me was like, there's no way they're gonna be able to pull this off. And they did. And just they Marvel continues to make excellent quality products in every phase, it seems like right now. And I cannot wait to play this game. And I don't know how because Ultimate Alliance was for me, the peak, it was the game to play in the next year. And Marvel outdid itself. And I didn't even talk about Legend of Zelda, which I'm excited about. I didn't even talk about uh, Banjo-Kazooie and Super Smash Brothers, which I love. Just I mean, There were such great moments in games that I, I, I was so excited about that. My top five kind of got overshadowed because of this. So, yeah. Any any notes and comments you guys want to talk about from E3 aside from those moments? Mark? I got, I got nothing else to add. Zaner? I mean, I could literally just talk all night about the games and stuff. Yeah. But I just... There was a lot of cool stuff, definitely a lot of things that I'm excited about. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm i ready for a bunch of these games to come out and start playing them. And speaking of with Keanu Reeves, did you guys see the trailer for the John Wick game, John Wick Hex? I still haven't even seen the John Wick movies. Oh, my goodness. I'm so well, behind So on John that. Wick Hex is going to be a PC game, but it's going to be shot and done very much like XCOM. 
So if anyone is an XCOM fan, but it also looks cool. It's like an indie game, but just another plug for Keanu because we love Keanu. We all got pretty short lists for hot and snot this week, but let's go into our hot and snot uh, take. Uh, Every week we do what's hot, what's snot. It's where we talk about the things in pop culture that are doing really well to us or things that we think uh, you should maybe avoid. Don't don't watch. Don't listen to these. Don't look into them. Or maybe we react to some news that's very special to us. Uh, Please note, too, on our hotter snot, we sometimes get around to things a little late. Okay, so if you've seen it, don't get grouchy. We've tried. We're trying our best. We're only six bros. We can only do so much. Uh, Mark, we're going to start with you. What is hot and snot for you today? I'll start with my snot. I only have one thing. And it was uh, something that happened uh, right after we got done recording last week. And I just want to bring it up so that people know. And uh, the person I'm going to bring up can't defend themselves right here, right now in front of the the Infinity Bros universe. Uh, Robbie had a take last week about, we we're talking about sports and greatest You really upsets. are bringing this up right now. I really am. And this dude, Robert Robbie Sauter, said the second greatest upset that ever happened was the Cavs coming back from a 3-1 deficit in the NBA Finals and beating the Golden State Warriors. And I, I have, I'm not going to let him have it because it diminishes, I think saying that then diminishes LeBron James as one of the best NBA players and then on top of that, he said the Cavaliers had no one on their team. And I'm pretty sure he's forgetting about all-stars like Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. So maybe it was a Freudian slip on his part. But that is my what's not for this week. Moving on to my what's hot, unless you got a comment on that, Max. I, I mean, my reaction to that is... Because, you know, LeBron James is on yeah, your team. I know. I'm that, a Laker the fan. The LA Lakers. I, and... and if he's... If he's not that good, yeah. then, I mean, I guess you guys are screwed, even though no, you guys got the best odds to win next I year. I don't think that's what Robbie's trying to articulate. I think context is everything. And the context of that season is that the players around LeBron were not competing at the level that they should have been. And in Robbie's perspective, LeBron are had a single— Are you telling me Timothy Mozgov can wasn't— I, Can I talk, Mark? Can I talk? No, I, no, I don't like you talking. <laughs> not now. <laughs> um— no, I, I think I will give Robbie's take a four out of six. Uh, I think he's got some points. I think he has some points. I don't think he's where he loses me and where I kind of more align with you is saying it's one of the greatest upsets of all time. Again, he on that call, he said it was the greatest upset. And I immediately went, are you really trying to put that ahead of Miracle? And he said, yes, I am. And, and that was the part that I was like, okay, that's a little too much. Do I agree that it belongs in the upset category? Yeah, I do believe that. I do agree with that. And I think the Warriors, even if they had won yesterday, um, game six, they were going to lose game seven badly. They were going to get worked. And and maybe Toronto wanted that because then it would have made more money for them and they would have been able to own it at home. I, I just, I mean, after Clay went down with the knee injury, it was just like, okay, when are they losing? It's not a matter of well, if they're losing. And and I'm surprised. Well, it's probably the NBA decided to let uh, Toronto win after Clay went down because, you know, without Clay, then it was just going to no, be a bloodbath. No, Toronto, you know owned, the, Toronto owned that fourth quarter. There wasn't like yeah, the NBA but the didn't NBA, let it happen. the NBA makes more money 
if they make it a game seven. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I was gonna I agree with you. Like I don't think. But but that that decision gets nixed nixed when Clay gets hurt. Well, the Warriors are done next year. So as a Lakers fan, it's wide open. The West is wide open going into next year. So it's it's a race between the so Rockets. Be and the Lakers and a couple other Western teams. It depends, on who, it depends on who the Lakers get this offseason, but we don't want to talk too much on sports. Uh, keep going, Mark. Okay. My my what's hot, moving on to that list, is Cyberpunk, yeah, Cyberpunk 2077. I haven't been excited for a game I knew nothing about, and I'm going to be honest, knew nothing about until I saw it released. And I'm like, all right. I'll, I mean, granted, the iconic – star-studded cast with Keanu Reeves in it, I mean, it might be another game that I might pre-order, and hopefully I'm not disappointed like I've been in the past. Um, And then my number two, or my number one, what's hot this week is, again, AEW announcing that their next pay-per-view at the end of June, Fighter Fest, is going to stream for free on Bleacher Report. And I think this is a good... I mean, you might question like, oh, why would you give away your pay-per-view for free after you were successful the last month? And I think they're at a right opportunity to, I mean, think of it like this. When you give out something good for free and you got a bunch of people come and watch it and they all enjoy it, they're going to come back and pay for it next month. So you're you're treating the strategy of the AEW, and I'm already giving too much attention to this subject, with the analogy of a drug dealer. I didn't want to say it, but... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to clarify. And so it's <clears throat> it's streaming on. Hey, Bleacher, it's a good business Bleacher strategy. Report. So it's streaming on Bleacher Report. Yes, was, it'll be streaming on Bleacher Report because that's where what, apparently Bleacher Report has been getting. Because that's where it was for the pay per view was on streaming through Bleacher. Unless was was twelve up too busy. A cable service had pay per view, so like you get Directv, <laughs> you could order the pay per view through there or any cable company. <laughs> was was ComicBook.com full? Was Barstool? They couldn't get around to streaming it. Yeah, Barstool's a perfect place for that. Oh, my gosh. Zane, what's hot and not for you? Okay. Well, I mean, for starters, I'd like to add Mark's What's Not to my What's Hot because I'm on any bandwagon that just savages Robbie. I'm definitely a fan of that. Um, so you're you're hitching your ba- – you're hitching your – your ride to the Robbie's take was bad. Yeah, 100%. You don't need the content of what he was saying was bad. You just you're you're hitching your ride to that. Well, what he was saying was bad, but I'm also just hitching my Roger. wagon to the fact yeah. that okay. it was I, I, I totally a bad forgot take. that he did say that it was greater. He did. The he greatest said, he said it was the I greatest thought... one and 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 Jarrett, Jarrett and I were both like, <gasps> "Nope, that's not true." That's because that's right because you guys were bringing up like well it'd be second if, if no anything, cause... I did not say it would be second I would well, I say like it someone would be, said maybe that's what Robbie five. said but... it would be top five oh I do not think in it'd my be top opinion five you can make an argument for top five I think the Giants are better the Giants over the Patriots are better for sure and I think Miracle is better for sure so the highest it can go is three we're channeling our off talk off topic gamers right now yeah, by seriously. getting really sorry. off topic we're going off topic zane what's hot what's not sorry all right so for my snot a couple things um i know one of it like i said brought up when my top five with final fantasy one of my biggest gripes with final fantasy is that they're releasing it in episodes i am not a fan of that i just want the entire game don't give that to me in episodes i don't know why they're doing it mm-hmm. but i gotta put that on my snot list 
Um, another thing, which I was actually kind of bummed about this. I don't know if you guys read this, but in season three, the hallway fight scene in season three of Daredevil um, was... Is this they, hot or snot? This is snot. Okay. So the, the hallway fight scene in season three of Daredevil is not up for, was it an Emmy or an award because it was too long? Really? It was one of it was one of the coolest fight scenes. Can you text me that article so we can put it in our show notes? Yeah, I'll have Thank to you. find it. Yeah, yeah but I need that. They literally said that they couldn't qualify for the award because it was too long, and I think that was really dumb because it was one of the coolest fight scenes out of any show. Wow. Of so that was pretty dumb, and then I'm also gonna rip on PlayStation a little bit on Snot just because of the fact they weren't at E3. I understand their reasons, but like E3's really become this thing. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, we're going to go and try to have our own showcases for stuff. But like, I don't know. It was kind of a bummer to not have PlayStation at E3. Um, the hot for me, though, um, I'm a little late on this party, but I went to Godzilla King of the Monsters last week. I definitely got to put that on my hot list. Um, really? You went to that? Yep. Can I, you can you give us a quick review of it? Give us a quick spoiler review of it. Um Hey, we're gonna it, just so you know, we're gonna put a quick spoiler bumper right here. This is Prepare yourself. An infinity bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. Okay, Zane, go for it. So spoiler review, I mean obviously you got um Godzilla back. He's fighting uh, Rodan, uh, King Ghidorah, and Mothra is there as well. So they're bringing a lot of uh, monsters from you know the old stuff. So it's a good nod of the originals. Um, and like story-wise, there's a lot of people complaining that, and a lot of critics ripping on it um, because the human story is pretty weak, to be honest. But you don't go to a Godzilla movie for the human story. You go to a Godzilla movie to see monsters fighting each other. And that's 100% what you get. Um, and I didn't know how they were going to top it. Because like in the first one, you know, you see this when he's fighting the Mudo. And the you know, you see the spines on his back light up. And then Atomic Breath. Such a cool scene. And they find a way to top that in this and um yeah it's really cool the fight scenes are very well done and just the way they set up for um kong versus godzilla and then a potential um whether they want to go into bringing in destroya or mecha king Ghidorah, the the options are there and so yeah i would recommend going and seeing it for the very least rock my socks off I think it will rock your socks off, Mark. Like Excellent. I feel like you're in the same boat of liking monsters just beating and the you, crap and out of each other. And you promise that I'm gonna get little human story and just a bunch of monsters fighting because that is what I want in a Godzilla movie. Um, I it is more monster fighting. It's just the human story of it is really weak. Like, uh, which I'm fine with. Right, like it's nothing too spectacular, and there is a point too when it gets to the human story of. You're like, okay, this is really, like, okay, are they seriously doing this? But then it shifts from there and goes back to monsters beating the crap out of each other. And you're like, okay, I guess I can overlook that. Do you think that the reason they're sticking with all these human stories is just because they ha- they feel like they have to? 
Like, do you think they honestly could make a movie where it's almost barely any talking with just monsters fighting each other? I, I, I don't think so. Like, I think so much of the narrative and the way they're setting stuff up, like, you have to have some of the human part of it. And, like, so the company that's kind of, like, looking for all the Titans and stuff is Monarch. And so there's always this degree of... Because that's how it sets up in this movie, that they're trying to find all these Titans of what, you know, Godzilla, Mothra, right. all these things are. And so they're trying to find them because now that we know Godzilla's there, they want to find what else is, you know, hidden in the world. And so that's where it leads to. So the plot line is basically this company is trying to find them all. And then this other guy is basically like, well, we need to release them all so they can, you know, reset the earth, basically. So it kind of goes into this whole, you know, oh, humans are killing the earth. We need to kill humans. And it, it, it gets really, you're like, is that really the villain's big plan like you're just like okay i feel like that's been a lot of lot of movies lately in the past few years where you find out like oh villains and pollution or humans and pollution are the real enemy right and that's what the human bit tries to like bill and that part just is it really just falls flat but then they're just like well no we're gonna trust godzilla godzilla's you know the one fighting all these monsters because you guys were wrong. Okay. We're going to go help Godzilla fight the rest of these. And that's when the movie gets really cool. Like the last half hour. Very cool. Well, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to a Godzilla movie because I want to be told how to take care of the earth. I want politics inserted into my Godzilla movie. No, I want to see Godzilla yeah. fighting and ripping up. Right. The I'm not going to an Oscar nominated movie. I'm not going to one of these artsy fartsy Scorsese um, flicks. Yeah, I'm going to flipping Godzilla movie. Let me just turn my mind off for two hours and actually get away from the bullcrap that's happening in the world. It's ridiculous. Exactly. 100%. That's so stupid. That's so dumb. What's your rating of it? I'm going to just give it a solid five. Really? I, I thoroughly, Great. That's awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. So you highly recommend we go see it? I do. Well, I mean, part of that could just because I'm I really like you know just monsters fighting each other like i just it's always something i was liked even as yeah. a kid so i might be a little biased on that that's okay but i i would very much recommend this movie that's a way higher rating than i was expecting I, you're making me want to go see it now you're yeah, making me want to go see it i'm excited it was enjoyable that's awesome dude anything else um just uh coming off e3 just throw a couple more games on there i mean obviously i gotta give a shout out to halo infinite like I've been a huge Halo fan my whole life, and just seeing that trailer, and then just that moment of like, oh no, th- these guys, we gotta run, and then Master Chief just comes in, it's like, no, we fight. It's just like, oh, yes, yeah. It, it just gets me so so pumped. So I'm super glad we're getting another Halo. Like I literally own an Xbox for Halo games. Like I'm excited. You've been waiting. Big mood. I've been waiting a long time, and then obviously the Avengers game, Cyberpunk 2077, like. All these games, like I said, I could talk all night about different things they're doing and the excitement level on them. Um, Super cool stuff. I also got to give a shout out to Crash Team Racing. I don't know if you guys ever played much Crash Team Racing. That comes out next week. Really big fan of that. Like I played that almost as much as I played Mario Kart. Um, So I'm excited for that to come out. And yeah, I think that was it. Cool. I don't. I think Alita Battle Angel comes out on DVD later in a couple. I still got to see that too. What's your rating of that movie? 
I oh easily a five out of six as well. Okay, like I really enjoyed that. Cool. But I'll put that on my hot list when it actually comes out. That's awesome, uh, Mark. I got to give you a shout out, bro. Uh, on my first one on the hot, always be my maybe, dude. You're welcome. I watched Always Be My Maybe after recording our podcast. I watched it the next morning. Did Mark, you watch it with your wife? No, I, I I didn't. I just I was babysitting Tim. And okay, I just, go on. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment on that, but go on. Yeah, yeah. I I I've told her. I actually told her that afternoon. I said, "Honey, I will sit down and watch this movie again with you. It was this good. Always Be My Maybe." Um, I want to hold on. Let me pull up the synopsis real quick of this. As always, it has a star-studded cast, just so everybody knows, just like Isaac always says, right? Um, Keanu Reeves is in this movie for a brief 20-minute stint. Is it the greatest cameo of all time, Mark? I would argue this might be the greatest cameo of all time outside of a Marvel movie. Um, I, I don't have all the info to, to comment on that right now to give you an answer, but it was definitely in the top five. If we make a top five cameo movie of all like cameos in a movie of all time it's a pretty good shot i'm gonna put this on the list just so everybody knows that's how great of a scene it was ali wong is in it she has a stand-up on netflix i'm not the biggest fan of it i watched a little bit of it i get it i actually give that a two out of six really low rating um but she's phenomenal in this randall park i'm so upset that marvel burned him in ant-man like that they made him the character they did in ant-man because I actually would like to see Randall Park maybe be a hero. He's really funny. He's got a lot of charm. He really flexes his muscles in this movie. Um, yeah, I thought he was. Gr- I thought this was great. Mark, this movie is a six out of six for me too, man. My only only issue with this movie is Michelle Budeau, uh, the girl that plays Veronica, and I, I just didn't like her. She just kind of turned me off. But it didn't matter because the whole story, other than her, was fantastic, and. This movie is hilarious. I laughed out loud every 10 minutes at least in this movie. If you have not watched Always Be My Maybe, do yourself a favor. If you've got a significant other, it's on Netflix. Get a bag Get a bag of popcorn. Grab a soda. Watch it. If you're single, sit down. Watch it. I promise you, you will love this movie. This is a great, great movie. I want more Ali Wong and Randall Park. Uh, Randall Park. This is phenomenal. Mark, I have to give you a shout-out because you absolutely nailed that. This movie totally rocked my socks off Lady Gaga style. You are absolutely right about that. I am. You're welcome, and I'm thankful for you shouting me out. This is what this podcast is all about. The other hot I'm going to get, and I'm going to actually include a link to this, is uh, Robbie shared this with me today. The Umbrella Academy Season 2 set pictures and uh, uh, readings have already begun. If you haven't listened to Episode 9 yet, we reviewed Umbrella Academy last week. Check it out. It's the it's the first twenty minutes. You don't have to listen to the whole show. Um, we loved Umbrella Academy. Zane, what's your rating of Umbrella Academy? while we have you here. Oh, I loved it. I got to give that a six. Like yeah. it was very well done. All of us gave it like fives and five and a halfs and stuff. So and, that's really and awesome. And from everything I heard, it does the Dark Phoenix story better than the Dark Phoenix movie. <laughs> so like, I got to give it props to that. It does. Mark, did you finish it? Yes, I did. What'd you think of the ending? Or actually, no, we can't spoil it. So I'm sorry, Zanny. Well, I can I can give you I can give you mine and my fiance Kelly's reaction to it. Yeah, give me your reactions. Disliked it. I we okay, thought it was a big slap like... in the face. Okay. That last episode just felt like, sure, but like, are they going to do the same thing to me? Am I going to be a, a wounded victim here? 
just like EA's been to me with Star Wars video games. I don't know. I'm going to come back and watch it. Did you feel like it was the same as the scene when uh, Luther and Allison dance together and then it all gets erased? Yes, that's what it made me feel like. It was like, you you rickrolled me twice? How dare you, sir? I don't think they rickrolled. I think they just gave us a really solid cliffhanger. I really liked it. I'm looking forward to season two. I normally start with snot, but I I just was so excited about those two. Uh, For snot, um, the Quiet Place monster is going to get a little more backstory in the next Quiet Place sequel by John Krasinski. I'm going to snot this news. And I think the reason I'm going to snot this news is because I, I, I'm not a big horror guy. But they're the, what makes things scary is the fact that you don't know things about them. It, it's it's the same argument I give to the Joker. I don't want to know the backstory of the Joker because his mystery is scary enough. And I think these monsters don't need any more backstory other than they're invading our planet. Um, Quiet Place is a phenomenal movie. Five out of six for sure, at least for me. I don't know what it is for you guys. But I, 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 I snot this rumor. This is... This is really bad. That comes from Dark Phoenix. We'll put the link in the show notes. And then the other one, have you guys seen these Spider-Man posters they've been doing? I can't say that I have. I'm gonna no, pull either. I'm gonna pull up the Spider-Man posters so you guys can see them real quick. But this Marvel is doing a horrible job of promoing Spider-Man Far From Home, in my opinion. I think they should be they should be everywhere right now. Like I don't know how they're not everywhere saying you got to see this movie after the, after this blah 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 blah. And like so here's the first trailer Zane I'm showing you. It just looks photoshopped. Oh, yeah, that that looks... just looks photoshopped and here's the most recent one. Get rid of this part. That But it's just photoshopped. It's just photoshops. Looks like it's straight from like 2006. Yeah, like... it just looks photoshopped. So I'll I'll include links to those pictures. Mark, you can see them too. There's an IMAX one, and then there's a poster with just Gyllenhaal, um, Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, Tom Holland, a star-studded cast there. Um, and I just I, these 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 posters look terrible. I give them fan fantastics on the posters. They're that bad to me. They're that bad. That literally uh, reminds me of the original Fantastic Four movie. Dude, this reminds Like, that's me, what it looks like. Dude, this looks like something someone would make online. Yeah, like, Boss Logic could come up with something better than that. Well, and the ironic thing is is Twitter has actually well, started did, to make... I saw Boss Logic's uh, one with Mysterio with the world in his, uh, like, globe head. Have you seen that? Yeah, that one's sweet. Yeah, like okay, because so, that's what I thought you were talking about. I was like, wait, that was Boss Logic. So yeah, you're right. No, no, Same. no. There's a movement. Like boss- there's a movement going around right now of people making better posters than these posters. Yeah, easily. <laughs> Do you think these posters? Because these are so bad. Do you think these posters are because of Sony or because of Marvel? I I would bet it'd be Sony. I, you think it'd be Sony because they're just terrible with everything else. Because the other Spider-Man. You remember the other Spider-Man? Um, uh, uh, posters they were terrible too. Yeah, yeah. They're like convoluted. They like don't know how to make a poster for this movie. That's that's got to be Sony because like all yeah. the Avenger stuff have had cool posters. Like it's just been epic. Like this has to be Sony. Who's the cat that they're letting do this, man? This guy <laughs> needs to be fired. Get what if it is a literal cat? <laughs> Mark, do you think it's a cat just typing away with his paws on the keyboard? Um. Well, I don't think it's. Probably not a guy cat. I mean, I'm not going to assume it's gender. That's good. Thank but I'm you also, for not I'm doing definitely, that. I'm definitely not going to assume it's a cat. 
because that would probably explain. Well, actually, no. What if it was a cat? I'd be very impressed right. with those posters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then it puts a whole new perspective. It on would it. probably actually go into the hot category if it was a cat doing that. So, yeah. Well, hey, let's get into our time stone segment real quick. The time stone. All right, we're starting up our new segment called the time stone, where when uh, big movies come out or when an old movie we kind of start talking about again in the news comes up, we review it and we talk about it. So this week we're going to talk about the first Men in Black because none of us went and saw the new Men in Black. And honestly, we don't feel like reviewing it. So if you want to watch it, if you want to watch it, great. If you want to hear a review on it, go find somebody else to listen to because we've been going and seeing everything lately. Whoa. I still want to see it. We just happen to be recording on a Friday night. I'll probably see it, you know, maybe tomorrow. But that's fine. We, but I mean, like, we did. You didn't want to see it so bad that you'd see it Thursday night. I didn't have time to do it because I. You didn't work. have any time. You know how that's you like didn't have, when you that's work. That's a good point. But you didn't have any time, like no I time did at not all, because it was my fiance Kelly and I's. Date I night. love how you throw your fiance out there. You go by fiance and I. Like I love how you say that. Like it's gonna, like it's gonna stop it. So, oh jeez, here we go. All right, um, here we go. This is the uh, plot synopsis for Men in Black 1. We're reviewing the first Men in Black, not the new one, not Men in Black International. Based off of the comic book, unbeknownst to other people, there's a private agency called MIB. This agency is some kind of extraterrestrial surveillance corporation. Then, one of the agency's finest men, only going by the name K, played by Tommy Lee Jones, is recruiting for a new addition to the agency. He has chosen James Edwards, Will Smith of the NYPD. Then one day, a flying saucer crashes into Earth, and this was an alien part of a bug race. He takes the body of a farmer and heads to New York, searching for the super energy called the Galaxy. Now Agent J and K must stop the bug before it can escape with the Galaxy. This movie has a star-studded cast. Mark, can you name them? Yes. You name two. You have of them. them on your phone. Tommy are you Lee, looking at your phone, or are you? Tom, are you? I'm not. Okay. I, I knew. Okay. I knew Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, and then I'm like, I, I mean, at the time in 1997, I didn't know who it was, but having watched it back, you a few remember times, who plays the bug? Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, my man. That's a good one. Um, other deep and cuts Rip Torn. Quick. Rip Torn is in it. Isn't Rip Torn the? He's the, the head. The head of the Men in Black. Yep. Yep. Rip Torn's in it. Yep. He's right there. Um. Do you remember who plays Jeebs, the guy at the uh, at the uh, pond pawn shop? His they shoot his head and his head grows back. Remember that guy? I know who you're talking about. Oh, it's someone. Do you... not remember. He plays Monk. Oh, oh, Tony Sloob. Yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking. Tony I... Sloob. Yeah, very good, very good, very good. Looking else, making sure we got, making sure we got everybody in our star-studded cast here. Oh yes, uh, you remember who plays the guy who um. He's the more he's the morgue attendant, helps the lady out. The bug puts him on the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> plays uh, he's he's in he's he's in <laughs> he he plays Tobias Fumke. Oh oh, David Cross. David, David Cross. Cross. David Cross is in this. And I'm sorry, I just Dave, laugh every time I think of Tobias Fumke. Fumke, <laughs> Um, any let's just make sure we're missing anybody. Vern Troyer is in this too. He plays an alien son. Um, and I think that's out, all the notable names of the 90s. Does anybody even remember Linda Fiorentio, Fiorentino? You know that, that I, the gal? She I plays not. She plays the coroner gal. What else has she been in? She's been in Dogma. 
She's in the Ooh, Dogma movie, Kevin the Smith. Kevin Smith movie, but that's it. And then she like fell off a cliff after that. Like, where'd she go? Maybe she literally fell off a cliff. Gosh, I hope not, Zane. I really well, hope not. Well, maybe there was like mattresses down there or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. But uh, Mark, we're going to start with you. What is your rating on this movie now that you look back on it? Um, it was released. I want to make sure I get the year right. 1997. Released in 1997. So we were about five, six, seven years old. Does it hold up? Um, gosh. At the time, I remember seeing it and loving it. So I'd probably, I mean, if you asked me at six years old, I would have give, probably given you a seven or a six. Um, but right now, I mean, comparing it to the other ones, I liked Men in Black 2 more. But I think overall, what they gave us in this first Men in Black, I I mean, I'd probably give it a five, four or five. Okay. Zane? Like, it's a good movie. Um, I mean, I have to go at least a five on this because this movie for me has a ton of nostalgia because growing up, little kid Zane, as we'd, me and my brother would sit downstairs and my cousin, we'd come up, visit from the cities and he owned this movie and he would always bring it up and he'd spend the night with us and we would watch this movie. And it's just that huge nostalgia kick for me. Like, it's just those memories of, me, my cousin, my brother sitting there watching it, being scared of the bug, you know, and just, I mean, honestly, I was probably too young the first time I watched this movie, but I definitely a five, like I have a lot of good memories around watching this movie. Yeah, this movie's a, this movie's a hard five for me too. It does hold up. This movie does hold up. I was kind of watching some clips today, um, looking up some stuff just to kind of get, get my mind back into the rhythm and there are very few scenes funnier in film than the scenes where Will Smith is going through the police uh, testing and training. Like the scene where he shoots the girl in the head and he has a legitimate reason for shooting her because she's studying um, rocket science. Like this is just comedic gold. This is Will Smith in his prime just off of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air really cruising he's starting to really become a star and make a name for himself and you pair this with this kind of straight um character of Tommy Lee Jones this older guy who really is no nonsense paired with this awesome Will Smith Will Smith I would argue at his peak probably a top 3 movie for Will Smith for me this movie absolutely holds up as you look in over time and as I've thought about the new Men in Black coming out I really wonder they're they're gonna have to connect this somehow to it, don't you think, Mark? Like like she's gonna have to be related to him, or there's gonna have to be something, some form of connection to Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in this new movie. Do you? Do we need that? I think we do. This movie is. I really do. I know Men in Black. You you said Men in Black Two is better. I would firmly disagree. Men in Black Two for me gets a four. It's not nearly as good. It plays on the nostalgia of the first. And Men in Black 3 is kind of crud. I'd give it a 2 out of 6. It's not really funny. They try to do... Uh, it's 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 uh, Josh Brolin playing his, his, his character. And this is kind of before Josh Brolin really started getting his groove on and really was crushing the acting game and... And they I'm tried. sorry, but he's been he's been killing the acting game since Goonies. So watch no, yourself. No, dude. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I will give him credit. No, 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 he no, makes no, no, a no. fantastic younger Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, like his accent was good, but like he 
It's just not good. Not a yeah, good movie. I agree with that. It's just not a good movie. Mike Coulter's in it. You know, Mike Coulter plays Will <laughs> right. Smith's dad in that movie. Right. You know, like, that, that's so weird. But like, they kind of make this backstory for why K pursues J, and I think that's important here. Like, this movie alone is awesome because it show K is like walking through this guy J. He sees like a really strong guy that could take it. He's kind of a forward thinker in how he's approaching it. Um, I don't know, man. I just think I think Men in Black really holds up today. Vincent D'Onofrio plays a very, very scary, sketchy villain in this. Mark, what did you think of Vincent in this movie? I loved it, and I want to know, and I still don't know how they were able to get him, or do his if it was prosthetics or he was just able to do this, like his skin just stretch and like look like it's all sagging all the time. I don't know if that was you know, maybe early CGI or really good prosthetic makeup or maybe Vincent D'Onofrio has a lot of loose skin when he slims down. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. It was, Zane, you said it earlier. I mean, he really was terrifying. Oh, yeah. he, And that's why, like, when the news broke that, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have him playing Kingpin in Daredevil, I was like, the dude can kill a villain role. I know he can play a good villain just because of what we saw in Men in Black. Granted, it's a different type because it's way more scary type villain but like low-key i think he's a very underrated actor mark according to imdb vincent d'onofrio researched his role as edgar by watching a lot of bug documentaries in order to achieve the distinctive walk he put on knee braces so he couldn't bend his knees and taped his ankles how did he not win an Academy and an Oscar that year. Okay, let's calm down there. <laughs> this is the time stone, not the what we wish would have happened stone. I'm changing it. It's the reality rea- stone that's the segment. Reality now. Stone, Mark. The wrong segment. Wrong segment. No, no. I, I think this movie is really good. This is. It's got some great people. D- David Cross obviously comes back in the second one. Plays that kind of perverted weirdo guy that owns the <laughs> the the rental the rental store place. That's really funny. This is a great movie, man. It ripped horns hilarious in this too. <laughs> this is a great this is a great movie. Any other comments before this one, Mark? Uh no, I'm I'm got all my comments in. Zane, anything for you? No, what is it the first one is it the first one or the second one that has the cameo of Michael Jackson? Second one. Second one. Second one, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can be Agent M. I can be Agent M. No, I, it's so good. I just agree. That really was a great yeah, cameo. Yeah. Very that well really done. was horrible. Oh my gosh. Oh man. And the pug. The stupid pug dog. <laughs> I hated Frank? the pug. That Frank was dumb. Frank was so dumb. <laughs> That's the difference between a six and a five right there, ladies Frank? and gentlemen. That's your big difference. But is it just because he was a pug? What if he was a, a corgi? Actually, that does play into it. Smaller dogs are not my my cup of tea. I don't like corgis at all. Dang. Cannot stand Corey. What is wrong with you? I used to like. I was always on the fence at how much I liked you, but you've just pushed me over the edge. I'm, well, I'm Mark, no longer I... all in on Max. <laughs> oh no, Mark's not an AEW reference about me. Whatever will I do? Hey no. Max, if we stop talking about you, you slowly die. <laughs> Duh. Okay, and Mark's threatening my life. Here we go. Um, I did threaten it. Anyway. Let's get to our last segment of the day, House of Mark. When we do our House of Mark segment, named after Mark, 
We uh, we share our crackpot theories of the week. Maybe chat about something that's been on our mind, something we read on Reddit, something we just came up with at the top of our head, and then uh, bounce it off the rest of the group. Um, and what we're going to add today, and I didn't talk to Zane about this, but we're actually going to rate your theory, Mark. We're going to rate it using our rating Ooh. system, so that way you can uh, feel good. And you as an audience member, send us some feedback. What is your rating of Mark's House of M theory? It has to do with the MCU. Mark, the floor is yours. What is your House of Mark rating oh my gosh i'm excited um so this came to my came into my head while driving to work once and it was one part it was what like a what if scenario someone comes at the end of Endgame when they're dancing peggy carter and steve rogers what if right after they've embraced and been dancing someone from the mcu comes to him at that moment needing his help and this is my thought that came to that. What if, and this is to expand, this is like how they expand the MCU universe. Reed Richards comes to Steve Rogers for his help in his universe. And then to expand on that, uh, Reed Richards discloses like, oh, there's, you know, there's been someone like snatching up power and disrupting his timeline and his earth and universe. Um, you learn that his, there's no uh, Reed Richards explains that there's no other Steve Rogers Captain America in the known universes. So the only Captain America that is Steve Rogers is the one that we've seen on screen. Um, Steve Rogers ag- reluctantly agrees to go back with Reed Richards back to his universe. And there you find out like, you know, his timeline where Reed Richards is at is like in the sixties or seventies. Um, Cat, uh, Steve Rogers just decides to go under the you know alias of Nomad, you know callback to his when he dropped the mantle. Um, you find out that the world that he lives in, Reed Richards, their Captain America is Isaiah Bradley. Um, so you kind of get another Captain America in the mix. Um, and then we kind of learn that uh, um, or Steve Rogers starts to like really question like, well, who is this guy that's been disrupting this planet? Oh, and then we also get introduced to all the fantastic four, obviously with Reed, Reed Richards. So it's, and in this universe, we also get introduction to the mutants. So it's like basically what we'd see in first class. We get like, like, you know, the mutants are kind of, you know, becoming a thing and X-Men are becoming a thing, but then it's ultimately, ultimately revealed that King the conqueror is the villain to this, someone who can cross time, cross universes and i think that would be a a good way to maybe connect all the universes so it's like you don't necessarily need them all in the same timeline during the same time of like you know years wise so like you can take the fantastic four from the 60s or 70s and you know have them work like in the future with you know people that in you know 2023 that we're in right now and then my other whatever i also capped on this no pun intended um the old cap that we saw at the end of Endgame, you know, handing off his um, uh, shield to Sam, is a scroll. And this scroll, let's say, happened to also be in this team that Reed Richards um, banded together. And my thought on, like, that would be a good, or could be a good storyline to do, is why this scroll... Cap, old Captain America doesn't tell Sam who he's been married to, 
and also would explain why you don't see any photos of um of you know Captain America or or Steve Rogers or Peggy Carter's husband in any pictures that you see throughout the MCU movies that we've seen. And that's kind of the the skeleton outline of my I absolutely Fantastic Four story. The idea that Steve Rogers is a scroll, I just don't think they're going to do it, and I hate it. I think it undermines no, the end of just, game. Yes, that's that was kind of my thought, but I thought that would be... It, it would be a very deep it'd emotional be interesting. cut. It for sure would be an emotional cut, and they would have to do it probably five years from now, getting Chris Evans back. Like, Chris Evans would have to go off for five years, and then he'd have to feel like, yeah, you know what, I'm coming back. Let's do it. Okay, yes, I, I agree with that, because my thought is, I mean, when Peggy Carter and Steve Rogers are dancing... We don't necessarily know when that is, right? So that could be five years in the future, right? I, so we is know it just that a it's we know it's I'm not, I'm not time, though, because Feige. of the cars that are in front of it, right? We know that the cars yes. that are driving around. Here's what I love about your theory: I really like this idea that if it is set in the '60s, which is a rumor that's going around, that they kind of pull a Back to the Future too. And at the end of Back to the Future 2, what happens? They send him off, and then all of a sudden, Marty comes out and running, sprinting, right? We need to go back. Back to where? Back to the future, right? You know what I mean? Like, And and you kind of get this Reed Richards like, hey, we need to go back. Or like, hey, we need, like, we, we need you. No, no, I'm out of it. No, no, no. Like, if you don't come with us, everything will die. You have to come with. We'll, we'll bring you back here. But we got to do that. But that could also be the fiber that connects Fantastic Four to the future, assuming that they're going in the multiverse. I just and, don't and know thought, story-wise how they could do it. I just think story-wise, I think that's a good way to get people to come. If you just tease it a little bit, to, to people to come to an MCU Captain or Fantastic Four movie is know who's in this Fantastic Four movie and know why you're gonna we're gonna make a billion dollars. Chris Evans is playing Captain America in this Fantastic Four movie. I think, I think they're gonna really f- like. We've joked with Isaac about star-studded cast, but like, I actually think that's what they're going to do with Fantastic Four. They're gonna sign four really big names, and they're gonna put a majority of their budget into that actor salary. And they're probably gonna pick some young actors and be like, "All right, you're signing a ten movie deal with us," and they're gonna they're gonna market it that way. Um, I just. I, I do like the idea, though, that if they're in the 60s, that's how they connect with Captain America. He's a little more older. He knows what's going to come. It kind of helps play with that. Like, you know, he's had a, he's been out for a while because he's going to he's going to go back. What in the 30s, the 20s? When does he go back? I mean, what we year does he go might back? Assume, I, I would assume he goes back after the war, like I, like or at, like I would say in the late 40s, because maybe he wants like, you know, everyone to stop. Yeah. You know, Maybe he's not in the head headlines anymore. He does, so know, picture's not he everywhere. does know history, so he could pretty much go whenever he wants. I mean, it would be cool to see Captain America be in his like forties, and he's kind of just resting. He's peaceful, but now the Fantastic Four show up at his door, you know, or even for a cameo scene, like, "Hey, we'd love for you to work with us." No, and he says no. He kind of does like you know the Days of Future Past Wolverine thing. You know, it's a brief cameo. That would be really cool. I just I think with Fantastic Four, man, they're gonna do the Ant Man route. They're gonna connect it to Ant Man. Peyton Reed has been really pitching for Fantastic Four. I guess he really wants to direct that movie. 
Ant-Man makes a great kind of entry point with the multiverses that they've been doing and the entrance the entrance into the microverse. I I just I just don't see how Captain America can do that, Mark. I would love it. it it's kind of like Captain America holding Mjolnir. It's like I'd love it. I'll cheer if it happens, but I just don't know how realistic it is, dude. What do you think, Zane? Yeah, I just kind of piecing through Zane all has this. committed Harry Carey because he hated it so <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> Zane has left the chat. No, um, like I definitely think it. I like the idea of it. You know, going back, you know, sixties, seventies, in that time frame of, you know. Reed comes through and be like, "Hey, we need help with this," and you have the setup. No, and that—that's what I'm saying is like it doesn't like their timelines aren't crossing because they're in the same universe. Like, like the beginning is Reed Richards knows time travel and multiverse travel, and he's coming to this Captain America because this is the only Steve Rogers Captain America, and he needs this Steve Rogers Captain America. Well, right, but like you'd have to put that like he couldn't come, you know, obviously current because he's an old man yeah he couldn't you know so like get him you know in the 60s because that way you know he can get him still when he's captain america and then you can always you know flip that back around you know what i mean because you can go get him in the 60s and then he can always live out you know his life from there so you have a you know a bit of a piece of that and like how max was saying like you get an older captain america who might have more of an you know understanding of stuff he can also give them a glimpse of what's coming and he could be like look here's the deal the future you're talking about you don't want to go to you want to go ahead of when we're done with all this because you weren't there to help us and that might mess everything up so i don't think you're supposed to be part of this or maybe if they're like hey we're going to the we're going to the multiverse he might push them to do that just because he knows what's coming and he knows they're not going to be there. So he knows if they're there, they're going to mess up the timeline or they don't make it either way. And he tells them that. And they and they know going into it, we, we might not make it out. But also, too, given the rules of Ant-Man, he was in there for five hours. And it took him five years. So if they were in there for what? Three days? Right. That's that's years, years-wise, that's long enough to get him out there. Oh, my gosh. Are you Okay, so so you've expounded on this. Where, where Reed Richards comes to Captain America. Let's say he says yes or no. Either way, he goes into the into the microverse, quantum realm. Yeah, quantum realm. Sorry, and then, that was the word. I, and I kept saying the Fantastic Four. I know, yeah, I know, I, I know what you meant though. Thank you. But I didn't um, get emails. Goes into the quantum realm with the Fantastic Four, and they come out in present day MCU because let's say let's say this King the Conqueror like it maybe takes place in the quantum realm because maybe because he can just go there so maybe they've been fighting and all of a sudden they get booted out of the quantum realm and they're bam in the in modern day mcu well yeah if if scott if scott was there for five he was there for five hours so if they were to make a trip and if honestly if the if the third act or second act of their what if here's the crazy idea mark you got me thinking now what if instead of they go to space, they get their powers? They've already teased this with Ant-Man. What if they get their powers from the quantum realm? I could dig it. Like It's such a way easier way to do it. Like They're like, hey, I'm testing quantum theory out, right? Because Reed Richards definitely is smart to do that. He goes and he does it. They all go. Thinged, they come and they, they're like, oh, my gosh. And then when they leave, the end of the movie, like they do their adventure. 
they make their relationships. They kind of are like, all right, well, let's go back to the real world and see if they accept us. Bam, end of the movie. They're in the real world, and it ends with like the new Avengers kind of coming after them the same way Nick Fury did. And it's just the Fantastic Four will return. I think we need the find funding for this script that we just wrote. Get uh <laughs> get get Feige on the line. Get yeah. Feige on the line. Zane, what... I'll I'll DM him like I DM uh Keanu. Yeah, you go for it. Zane, <laughs> what would you rate Mark's uh, House of M initial theory? Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I think you got some holes for Swiss cheese, but I think we might have filled them up. Well, I mean, I didn't write a 250-page script right here. I, I, it's a hey, paragraph. Hey, start. Hey, Mark, Mark, we rated it because we want you to feel bad about yourself, okay? And you're doing great. Keep it up. All right. Well, all right. That's fine. Well, you, you already do that every day, but all right. No, no, no. I, I think, I think uh, you I got th- some – Thank you. I actually thank do you really think you have some really good stuff same. here. Same. I do think that there is a chance they could go see Captain America. I actually, I actually don't think that's beneath them. It would be a cool connecting point. Right. Yep. Even if, like, like one of them knew that – like they made friends with Captain America and they didn't know it, you know. Like that would be cool. And and think on your theory, like if Cap's like, no man, I'm gonna live this life, it would open the door to like, okay, so they know where yeah, he that is. would be they like can go back yeah, and movie get him. 50, so maybe yeah, movie down 50, the line, like, has the, the way to go the get Cap, him, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, dude, I think it's the quantum realm. I I hundred percent. In fact, I'm I'm almost willing to bet that the quantum realm is part of their movie because. It gave it gave a uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. What's her name? Janet. It gave Janet. It gave Janet her powers. Right. Right. I mean, if she's got powers, it would not. It would make complete sense that they go down there, they get stuck down there, they get powers, and then Reed Jimmy rigs it, gets back to. They could start in the '60s and end in our time. True. Yeah. They they stay there for two three yep. days, and all of a sudden it's it's decades later. Because according to Scott, it was five hours. So for every hour they're down there, that's a year in our time. Yeah. That's the time they've established. So that wouldn't be crazy at all. And the audience would know it. So it'd be like, oh, whoa. And they could run into into Janet. Who knows what the rules of time are down there? Yeah, they could have been in there since the 60s. And And I think that'd be a good way to tease Kang where it could be a new, uh, like the new villain that they fight. Dude, how long was Janet down there then? Think about that. Well, when did she disappear? So she like, disappeared. That might be a plot hole. Like in the sixties, right? Yeah. yeah so then, the she, so then, if she, why is she so old? You know what I'm saying here? Oh, but Scott went into a time vortex. That's the difference. Yeah, that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. She didn't go to a time vortex. Okay. Yeah, I thought I yeah, I'm just messing around, messing myself up. No, Mark, I like it. Keep bringing these to us. These are good. This is a good House of M three. Do you have a House of M3? Send it our way. You can email us at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, You can send us messages on there. And as always, check us out on Podbean, iTunes Music, Spotify, Google Music, um, Elemental P, all that great stuff. We'd love to hear more from you. And, of course, as always, we love you guys 3,000. Have a great uh, weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And uh, we will see you guys next week for episode 11. Have a good one. Talk to you soon.
Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>